1: The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com. I'm not
0: finished yet. It took me a long time to get here.
1: Both parents have, have spoken with each really other, and uh, and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them are keen to now uh, focus on getting back to their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a f- shit shock
0: next Saturday the evening that we put them back in their. F-
2: Welcome along to the GAR on a Monday. Myself and Conan are here as usual, and some brilliant club action as usual on a Monday, Conan. But unfortunately, we're going to be starting with some pretty shocking um, news. Las Vegas? That's. Like I mean, people complained about the UFC and McGregor and all, but this was worse. I have to say, this was a, a league uh, match between Ballyholland and Downpatrick and Down. I've tweeted out the the clip of it, and this is probably the worst fight I've ever seen. Now I saw a really bad one in a hurling match, club match in Leash, back in the nineties between Camros and Castletown, and that was ugly. Like that yeah. was probably worse than this. But this is the worst in a football match I've ever seen. I've never in my life witnessed. A team jumping a fence to go out and fight with supporters. Like, this is absolute. It was ju- absolutely shocking to watch it, and it never stopped. It started with two supporters who should be arrested right because they're like if they fight like that up on the main street they're going to get arrested so they come down to a GA match and they think this is this is just you just get away with it Mm. like there's no repercussions for just fighting someone like imagine some scumbag up the town wants to get somebody and beat them up should just come down to your local GA pitch and you can fight him and it's just it's it's brushed but all of the Ballyholland and Downpatrick players well the majority of them saw this fight happening between two supporters jumped the fence got out fought each other outside there was a woman knocked down in the melee and it's just like I mean this is as serious a fight now as I've seen yeah, in the GAA ever yeah it was definitely the, the strangest
0: fight I've ever seen like you know the players taking the time they run over and jump the fence some of them in different teams actually running together and like you know we're not fighting until we're outside here as if that made it okay this is where the action's happening yeah. so there was like 50 seconds of people running together jumping over the fence and then starting to fight and then a physio started running across the pitch after a minute you know just sort of show uh, the drama of it all but ah, yeah. oh, like it's it's disgusting and the worst thing about this is there's a bit of a backlash now as there is with anything when it gets too big but people are starting to ask questions of why why are news outlets reporting this and why are you tweeting it and yeah. uh, you're you're part of the problem so if you're part of that problem like, like what what's should we do just, just brush it under the carpet pretend yeah. like it didn't happen She we a great point and talk about that the, the,
2: the more the more these things are highlighted the better because these needs to be named and shamed because I've an awful problem with this kind of stuff it's this macho fighting on the p- pitch kind of thing I hate it I've always hated it you should always feel safe on a football you're field are you're not, you're not safe. safe you're not safe in an environment like that you're right. absolutely you're in nowhere near being safe because when these things break out you know, like, I mean, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to fellows who w- actually want to live. By fighting, you know what yeah. I mean. When that's not your, you want to play football, you might n- might not be into that at all. So, like, I mean, this is the fourth incident like this now in a month, and they're all in Ulster. So, I don't want to Ulster people get very defensive. And I don't know, is this an Ulster problem? Is this a nationwide problem? Is this always been a problem? And now they're just starting to get captured on videos. I don't know, but I know that I haven't seen anything like this before. So, Slocknail and Derry last week in a Derry reserve game went at it, and that was shocking. They fought fans as well. They. Mm. F- fought supporters then you had the Straban and Stewartstown in Tyrone which was a huge fight as well again calling camera we had the Green Lock supporter running in and flooring the referee this is all in the last month and then, and now we're after getting this. So I don't really know what to say about this. this they have to come down hard on this. And they, again, I spoke about the tyrone stewartstown, stewartstown Traban one and said anyone that ran in off the bench should immediately be hit with a huge suspension. Any player, and it's easy to identify them, that left that football field to jump that fence to get involved in a the row, they have to be gone and gone for a year. And both clubs... Because you, you, you one thing that has to be said about this and like Tom Ryan director general really needs to take a tough stand on this now and come out and completely like throw the book at these two clubs this was a uh, this was a replayed match which was abandoned two weeks ago think about this this game was abandoned two weeks ago because of the referee calls it off because of violence two weeks later they had to play this tie in Kilku a neutral venue with a full referees and linesmen and the whole lot in a neutral venue and this happens those two clubs and like I mean I was asking the question why these two clubs are not just thrown out after last week or why like I mean why they're under heavy suspensions they're both in a relegation battle and this game kind of had to be played to see it so like I mean they both have to be thrown out it's a re- this is a rescheduled game that descends into violence like this, and they jumped off the pitch to fight in the stand. They have to be gone. Like how can that? Absolutely, I can't see any argument against. Both those, both those clubs being thrown out, uh, being suspended or thrown out of even the championship next year, because it was it was disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's 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 absolutely disgusting. And what like you're talking about, you know, punishing the club, and what happens there is the majority of the good club people then are punished with it. Like if we have majority of them?
2: players went left that field. The oh majority yeah, the majority of, majority of players.
0: players definitely. But like you know, we even like say the ones who are coming through or the, the good club people who are putting in seventy years of working, like yeah. they're, they're the ones then who have to deal
2: with all this. See, I think that's the only way to stamp it out, though, Conan, because it's like the. You the same principle as the black card if you just punish the player they don't give a shit they're fight next yeah. year again if you punish the club then the pressure has to come from within the club yeah. to either not pick these fellas get them out of the club without suspending the club I don't, see if, I don't see it being fixed because yeah. where's the motivation to fix it it's just this this hard man will take his suspension and come back the following year I just don't understand, I see this hard man thing like the hardest players that I've ever come across are not somebody
0: who would lift your fist like, when you're there to play football on a football pitch they're the hardest people who can dish out big shoulders, they can run through you, run over the top of you, they can take hits yeah. you know, they're, they're the hardest men, they're the boys you respect most not somebody who unnaturally starts lifting their fists and moving their head and yeah. points. Like, that's so unnatural. On a football place like yeah. nobody's there to do that, and as you say, like it's, like it's, it's a bit frightening. Like you know, and it, you shouldn't be like a coward or somebody who's, you know, not up for it if you're not willing to do that. And then if you're reporting
2: it, certainly you shouldn't be blamed for no. the highlight. And I don't want to take like this big moral high ground and say that you're you're you, you who have never sinned. Like I mean, I got involved in a melee once in my whole life I was under 21 and I was about 18 so I would have been a young mm. fairly young on it and I just felt it was my duty to get involved in it and I, yeah. went, I ran, I ran across yeah. ran over made a swing for a fella missed him my momentum took me over and I fell over and, fell over and hit myself off the, fe- <laughs> off the fence that was carried <laughs> like, and I said I never got involved in it again because as my reputation grew I kind of knew i would be a free for for you I'm then. a tagged I'm a marked man so whenever I'd see a row happening the last thing I would have thought of doing was getting involved in it because I'm not just going to be stupid because like I mean you could actually be hurt but remember it, Taken some big punishment against uh, in club football in Dublin, got my nose broken, and just the tension in that match, like you feel like Jesus, I could be really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I could be really no, hurt in this match.
0: Like, like once, and not slagging you, but once that fight starts, that is a sort of like you know a pass. Go get him! Like yeah. if, especially if you're in there, like you yeah. know, like it, all hell's broken this the referee referee's not going to send us all off. I can punch Willie. Yeah, but like to, even just to talk about the Ulster thing, like it. It's sort of It's exactly like the The MMA Last night Like you know Or whatever it was Saturday night like MMA fans, proper MMA fans are now embarrassed that this is the name that their sports being given. You know they realize that there's much more to the sport than all this chaos yeah. and that's sort of dragging it through the mud. Same of Ulster, like you know, I'm I'm as proud as anybody as Ulster Ulster football. There's some amazing footballers up there. There still is, and there's some great games happening. Yeah, but something like this, like and it keeps happening but every is week.
2: It, is it, Conan, Would you you would be well able to t- answer this because you're from obviously Derry and you're playing club football in Dublin? I've played club football in Dublin. I've played inter county against. Uh, the Ulster players and I've played in America with players from all over the country, I felt and maybe it 's not a good enough sample size, but I always felt that hard man was more prevalent in in the Ulster counties. Do you know that that kind of the, the macho thing or the grabbing and holding and you know i 'm stronger i don 't know like I mean I felt that they were they were at it more they were at it more yeah,
0: there're they're certainly in Derry in my experience like there's a lot of grounds where you know when you're going to hit you need to stand up today like, and you are going to get hit like that that would be talked in training and the change rooms you're going to get points in the face and if the referee doesn't see it either you, you have to point them back or you, you know try and get away from them and like this that's is that's not every ground like there yeah. are certain grounds but I have noticed a difference in Dublin like that has never been spoken about not, there's no grounds where we're going to thinking right Jesus we better be together here
2: you know? and it's less hostile I think right okay you know, that, that's my experience anyway. so do, uh, maybe unless county boards aren't strong enough on this thing because that should not be that sh- absolutely should not be a case where even in Leash I've never he- heard of right we're going there we have to be ready for a potential Potential fight. Yeah, well, I think a lot of the time, you know, there was only one referee
0: there. I think now people are more inclined to pull out their phones and this is getting recorded. Do you know, yeah. before that, it might have just been hearsay and it's tough for a county board to crack down on when a referee is just trying to man a
2: game and yeah. then he's looking around. So it's everyone's responsibility. It's the know, clubs, it's the county board, it's everybody. Like, it's I basically. Mean, that's a culture. It's just there's a culture there. Yeah, so it's basically the phones now that have highlighted
0: this and the phones are the ones that are getting a bit of grief. <laughs> well, anyone,
2: because I got that last night um, when I tweeted that out, say that's not helpful and anybody t- uh, tweeting that out. Uh, the more that this can be named and shamed and get this sh- shitty culture out of Gaelic, uh, Gaelic games because there's no business. It's no business being in Gaelic games because it's absolutely outrageous. But anyways, we'll move on here because James Horan has been announced as the Mayo manager. Came as a surprise to nobody. Um, the talk on Friday night is that Keir McDonald is on the ticket, oh. which was really, really exciting. Now, I, Keir McDonald is not not on the ticket. <laughs> right so he hasn't been announced now but like I mean you can add people to your backroom team all the time so I have it on okay information that there's potential for Keir McDonald still to be yeah. added to this ticket which is just will be just fantastic another interesting one because James Horner was on Mayo TV I didn't realise there, there, there was a Mayo TV yeah it's very good you have to very pay good. for it but it's right. it's worth it so he did an interview on that And he was saying he appointed a businessman called Joe Doyle, and he's going to be the operations manager. So he's going to do a lot of the -the off-the-field management. And this is one of the things James Horan said when he left Mayo um, 2014, when he finished up with them, wasn't it? And he said that that's one thing that he would change about management in that he got bogged down so much in a lot of the issues outside of football. He didn't have enough time to actually spend with the players on coaching and uh, improving them yeah. as he would have liked so that's, that's, that's definitely a good appointment and I think a lot of managers because I, to be honest with you managers now have such a difficult job, we heard Paul Knurk speaking last week that he actually he, he likes coaching too much to be a manager that he wouldn't really, he w- couldn't see that he'd be able to do both and they're taking calls from the backroom teams of like 17 people, 20 people on it now so a manager on a Monday is dealing with all these people and he's dealing with these people at training sessions and he's dealing with all this stuff how can he devise a like how can he how can he plan his training session he's got it and this is on it he's got his own job (laughs) during the day it's impossible it's impossible to delegate responsibility to all this huge backroom team and get information and all these the videos will be cut down and he would be looking at them and he's I'm actually wondering how these managers are able to have full-time jobs with the, res- with the responsibilities they have so James Horan will obviously have some has this fella Joe Doyle going to deal with yeah. a lot of the stuff that you don't really need football expertise for you know like I mean and he needs he wants to stick to what he's good at yeah
0: and as the weeks go on Kevin McStay's statement becomes more and more relevant doesn't it like you know yeah. he is a football man who wants to coach football but yeah. he was getting bogged down and all the other stuff and this seems like a great appointment Joe Doyle it's good that he said about 20 people on a background team because that still leaves space for Kieran McDonald's. like there's only five people
2: named so far yeah. so Kieran McDonald ju- he would just give it that bit of star quality and that little bit of like I mean it's the intangible it's the Mick O'Dwyer effect like it's the other teams saying jeez I wonder what he's doing with them you know when yeah. we might not be doing that much at all but like what's Kieran McDonald doing and then Better Mayo, done. Well, yeah, Mayo <laughs> could score 20 points in the first league well that's Kier Macdonald's influence <laughs> there straight away you know what I mean and Jason Sherlock in fairness has got that reputation now he's a forwards coach and he's helped him out a lot so Kier Macdonald was a real intelligent footballer could see a pass was really smart and in fairness Mayo I often wonder Stephen O'Neill with Tyrone like how could that poor fella coach forwards when there's only one or two of them yeah. there that's not the football he played so what's he would really but yeah. Mayo have enough forwards up um, will play a centre half forward maybe not in the Care McDonald mode but enough for McDonald to be able to give a little bit of advice or maybe even have a bit of input into how they they go about setting up their phone.
0: like he won't have to say much all year either but whenever he says anything every single player is going to shut up and listen to him like if he's having one on one chats with players as well I mean where would you get better advice from anybody like this is this is Mr Mayo like you know you couldn't pick a better man to come in so I'm sure James is probably Working on him at the minute
2: Yeah Yeah exactly Alright club Roundup time Conan Because there was a load Of club action At the weekend So the one on television Was Scotstown And Bally Bay And Scotstown in fairness Were always in control of that Bally Bay came back a little bit at the start of the second half and you thought maybe with the wind they could do something but the minute Conor McCarthy scored that goal that was the end of that so Scotstown won 4 in a row in Waterford Bally Gunner won 5 in a row so they were 9-6 up at half time having played against the wind and uh, it went handy enough 5 in a row for Ballygunner. Gunner so they're like I mean out on their own in Waterford. Turles Sarsfields are out of the Tipperary Championship. They were going for five in a row. They were nearly beaten last weekend. Remember we saw those yeah. go, that last minute goal by Ronan Maher. So they were maybe Dead men walking, really, because Nina Erogue beat them to to get into the final. Big news in Dublin is Cooler out of the Championship, Conan. So we're going to talk to Ryan O'Dwyer about this in part two. So Kilmacud Croaks beat them. Anthony Daly's obviously Kilmacud Croaks manager. He said after the game, All great teams will be beaten. And to me, they've just been outstanding champions. I would equate what they've done with Dublin winning the four in a row in the football. To be fair, like it's hard to compare, but I see where he's coming from. For a Dublin club to win back-to-back All Ireland club oh, titles, yeah. it's incredible.
0: Yeah, like and you know they come through the club championship, go on to win the All Ireland, that is incredible. Did you see the the stop that they needed at the end? Kilmacud, Matt Collins from Kilmacud, Conor Calhan gets the ball. The clock has just struck sixty-three minutes. There's three points in it. Callahan's a man, and he hits it, and this guy's just coming flying out of his body in front of it, and really? it hits off
2: him some way and goes over wide. I was and, uh, watching. Th- th- in fairness. Th- that uh, the fan or that Dublin TV is brilliant. Yeah, so that highlights right. of that are already out on YouTube. So people should watch it. I watched uh, I watched three quarters of it because um, it was interviewing Ryan O'Dwyer and uh, and when they got their third goal, I was like, right, well, Kilmacod won't score much after this, and I was under pressure for time, so I missed <laughs> actually because K- K- Kula at least went down like real champions. Like I mean, they came right back from yeah. ten points down to only lose by two, and you're saying had that brilliant block for it was con- con- Yeah, so
0: he just threw whatever he could. No, I, I still don't know. I've been pausing it it's obviously on YouTube so you're pausing it to try and see where it hits him and he's just throwing his whole body in the way there's a mass of, of bodies there and it just hits him some way and goes over the bar and, and, <laughs> and they, that's they it hang
2: on yeah, yeah. so that's uh, county final now is going to be um, Kilmaco Crokes play Ballyboden which was a big south side um, rivalry Cameras are leash hurling champions they beat Rathdowney were the, uh, the year on year off so they, they lost the final <coughs> big talking point out of this one is Ross King um, was forced off with a really bad facial injury after 25 minutes. Now, the Rat Downy manager, John Delaney, said, An absolute disgrace what happened today. I thought tho- those days were over in leash hurling. So, like, I mean, that's just completely shocking that Ross uh, King, leash captain, leash midfielder, Um, has to be forced off in a county final with a facial injury like I mean and the opposing manager saying it's an absolute disgrace so I didn't see the incident but you can put two and two together maybe there about what happened to Ross King and that's absolutely wrong as well
0: yeah I mean like you're asking there you know, does this happen it's not the same it's not a brawl but does it happen outside Ulster and here's just a, another classic example of well listen we are putting two and two together but there's a star player there's a free taker
2: well you go you off know. with a facial injury and the manager says it's a disgrace so maybe it was an off the ball thing because right down the air lost their other midfielder um, shortly after he was forced off with injury nothing uh, controversial about that so they lost two of their two of their main players that's two in a row for cameras now um, in Leash in Tyrone Killy Clotter did you hear about this they came back from the dead and they beat our bow in extra time so our were, th- were three points up into injury time and Conal McCann uh, scores a goal to level it up. <laughs> then it goes to extra time and Killy win, end up winning by three. Sick. So, like, I mean, Mark Bradley went off in that game. He took a bad bang and then came back on and tried to play on again and had to go back off again. So, like, it was all happening in in, uh, in Tyrone. So, Killy back into the county final. Um, our bow will be heartbroken with that. Three points up in injury time. You think you're home and hosed just terrible look really just drag him down come on this is what yeah. the black yards for and going to defend, and <laughs> going to defend Ulster football and criticise Leinster football here next Conlon. here we go here we go because I do have to say that Ulster can get a bad rap and it gets a bad rap a lot about defensive football because the Longford County Final finished on six points each now you have to say if that was a Derry County Final if that was a Toronto County Final it would make way more headlines than the Longford County Final six each Six points is all the score each. <laughs> right, that's not a half-time scoreline. That's a full-time scoreline. Robbie Smith, who we were joking about last week, score or ke- played for twenty-five minutes. Did so he? we were onto something there. We were definitely onto something there. James McGivney was lost to a black card in the first half of Mullen of the game um, for Mullen the Hockey. You'll remember James McGivney who got the red card by hitting Cluxton in the mid in yeah. air in the Leinster Championship. So James hasn't had a good year uh, <laughs> with disciplinary issues. The Cam- Arlo County final finished up A-Rogue, nine points, Palatine five. Palatine <sighs> scored one point from play in the whole half. Both teams set up the same way. See, this is another, this is another uh, example. Often when you see the county team going down one route, club teams in the county go down the same route. So don't follow Carlo club football that closely, but I don't remember it being that defensive that that's the way it is. So like nine five in that county final. So there's two Leinster there's two Leinster um football or Leinster county finals pretty dour stuff and they're just getting a free pass yeah Lancer football typical
0: <laughs> Like, and when you think about it, it's David Hasson from Derry Ulster man in charge of all these revolutionary new ideas Jonas yeah. Burns brought in the mark yeah. Joe Brawley never shuts up <laughs> with defensive football maybe Ulster maybe we need to look at it a little bit differently
2: see but there, is, there obviously is a big cohort in Ulster that have that win at all cost mentality there's obviously Gales in Ulster that love uh, traditional football but there's others then that think that a little bit on the lines of well you can play whatever you want because a lot of of the defenders of how football is played now are from Ulster and a lot of like you said People who are trying to make change from <laughs> Ulster as well, so yeah. it must be a weird dynamic up there. It's just a it's a wonderful place. Well, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> Here's a lovely story from Ulster. Um, John Brennan, John from Lavi. Brennan, you can t- you're the Ulster correspondent. What did I here. tell
0: you, with John Brennan, so he's well in the seventies. I'd say he's pushing eighty almost. Uh, Ten championships he's won. Five different clubs, three different counties. Wow! It's just like you need a county title get this man on board. It doesn't stop. I know he took over Lavey, his native club, who he won with in 1988 so he won the championship of Lavie in 1988 won it again in '93. now they're back in their first fi- final in two years since John Brennan's taken over this year they're back in the final and they're playing uh, Coleraine in the five final
2: Five county titles with five different teams Like what's ten, his
0: ten, ten, ten championship titles With five different clubs in three different counties So he went from Lavey Originally, then he went to Cargan in Antrim won, right. won it with them in 1999-2000 Went to Tyrone, won, did the hat-trick 2001, won it with Carrick Moore in Tyrone He actually came back to Cargan then And he won he won with them there recently he Broke up the St. Gall's dominance, so it was last year He won Sock-Neils first ever In 2003 took over them, one loop, first ever, I think it was 2004 maybe no it was not 2004 but it was around then and I mean, he won Loop's first ever championship I don't know what it is when he took over Derry then everyone was excited because he was a name that always kept propping up for manager jobs and he was the one that kept winning titles obviously
2: he knew how to win Yeah see this is the thing because my memory of John Brennan who I wouldn't be immersed in Derry club football and knowing the esteem he's held in I remember Derry playing Donegal with McGuinness a couple of times when Brennan was there and like I never saw a more clueless yeah. team to take on a defensive team were just and Brennan just on the sideline and just looked like I was trying to think Like the game's moved on now From Owlads like that Like that's what I have in my head But like he's clearly A, a legendary figure In, in club the football club, yeah Like and he only lasted Two years with Derry But
0: When you look back Like is it revisionism But he took over Derry 2011 And he got to the final And Derry hadn't been to a final Since 2000 Or something like that So it was their first final In 11 years And it was because he came in And now got hammered By Donegal in the final Then they lost to Donegal In
2: the first round The next year That was it and they learned nothing the second year I yeah. remember saying Jesus this is, there's no improvement in Derry this year like it was even worse the second year <laughs> and was. obviously done it over better the second
0: year as well which made it oh, it, was, it was bad but um, so then it, I think he lost to Longford and that was it yeah. as most Derry managers end their careers it's losing to won- Longford I
2: wonder what his speech his first speech is to every club he goes to he's been with that many. he's like Robbie Keane I always dreamt of one day, <laughs> managing, one day, managing, this <laughs> one day managing this club right Kildare um A tie beat Selbridge in the semi-final to make the county final and Moorfield beat Nace. They hammered Nace. So Moorfield played their 12th final in 19 years which is uh, an unbelievable achievement for a club like Moorfield who in a county with a really competitive county championship like Portlaoise would have a better record but Portlaoise have won them all in a row. Moorfield have been in a county championship that is shared around a lot between different clubs so it's a lot more competitive and they're consistently back either in the final or winning it and they're defending Leinster club champions so they definitely deserve a shout out interesting one about a tie Niall Kelly one of my favourite players scored 6 from play and Liam McGovern another forward he got 5 from play so they scored 11 from play between them I think they were left inside on their own and they scored 17 points in total a tie only 1 from play so they have Kevin Feely as well in uh, in their groups and Highland is sent is centre half back for from so they look like an exciting team so that's that's a good county final for someone to go to if they wanted it, if they wanted
0: I'm just laughing at how I was reading the, pr- the pronunciation in your notes to so Athy I was reading it Athy <laughs> Athy <Are you> beats Silvers <laughs> <Snellbridge. laughs>
2: Atty She's, That's a disgrace <laughs> You don't know a tie They have won county titles there Like I mean Ewan from, you Ewan McKenna's from a tie Has he not made a famous Your buddy <laughs> Right Cross McGlenn are back into Their first final since 2015 Which is Interesting enough In that I didn't think it was three full years that they hadn't been in the county title so um, they play Bally McNab a club I hadn't heard much about but a funny one about their assistant manager Kieran Donnelly this is Cross McGlenn's assistant manager he said after the match if Cross McGlenn's not there it's not a county final <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest like it's a cocky thing to say but I would be on that same way I've just been so ingrained of Cross McGlenn being in county finals and winning them that it's just bizarre to see an Armagh final with Cross McGlenn's name not there and they're they're. Apparently they're going to be heavy favourites to beat Ballymacnavy. You know anything about Bally McNabb? I don't know much about them. No, I just don't. they I beat Mahari. Is Mahari? Well, Mahari are pretty good. Like they yeah, were. Yeah, Steve Farker and the Farkers play for them. They yeah. were in the final, I think, last year. Yeah. Um, so to beat them in the semi-final, that must have been a bit of a surprise like you're right though about Cross McLenn being in the final and there is something a bit more romantic isn't it
0: about beating the team to win it you don't want to not like I know it's it's nice winning a it's not a handy championship but the same with Leinster like you would ideally want to beat Dublin on the way at least if not the final and then, then you can sort of lay your claim to be the kingpins yeah. you don't want somebody else to do
2: you a favour no, exactly. In Mullingar or in Westmead, it's a Mool- All in Mullingar final. Uh, Mullingar Shamrocks versus Lohmans. So Loman's beat uh, Gary Castle. Desi Dolan was playing in that one. So it's uh, some great county finals in store. Actually, so that's that's a, a local derby uh, between Mullingar Shamrocks and St. Lohmans we have two left is Cool Derry I hope I haven't forgotten anyone I tried to get in as many different club matches as possible Cool Derry was the other one on television so they took count, their, count uh, won their 31st county title that's a record and funny enough Cool Derry were being talked about as relegation candidates um, before the season started Brian Carroll scored 10 points Um, For Cool Derry So he's five County titles And there's four They span across 14 years Um, So yeah So he's a really We know how good he is Former Offaly player So this was a brilliant game This was on television Really Really good standard And again That's this Great enigma Of Offaly hurling Why can't the County team Get to the level Because looking at a club final like that you're looking at two really good teams and then surely between the two teams there yesterday they'll be able to get well I suppose they have made improvements under Kevin Martin but uh yeah, that was a really really good final. Really weird colors Kilkar Kalahi wears. It's just bizarre club colors. Anyways, that's uh, just a little <laughs> a little thing there. It's just, it's very unique, very unique uh club colors. But anyways, they were they were uh, pretty sure they were the favorites. They were the ones winning more recently. Cool Derry are the record holders in in Offaly now. Finally, a uh, fella sent me this on Twitter, so I had to go look it up. So Connor MacDonald scored an injury time goal to seal a win for Nave Ana. They're from Gorey. So they made the first county title ever in their history yesterday. Let's see a lovely little stories here. They're obviously from they play St. Martin's now in the final. So uh, that's obviously um Owl Art de Bala who won a won a Leinster club recently. So it's a good standard in Wexford Club hurling and Conor MacDonald obviously the county man getting an injury time goal they won by four in the end so the injury time goal was obviously just to seal it and uh, put the bit of bit of gloss yeah. but I'm sure their squeaky bum time would have point up so the last minute goal obviously just just seals it so Nevena they're from Gorey and they've made the first county title in their history anything to say about that Hurling no. Correspondent
0: club <laughs> club is absolutely <laughs> brilliant though isn't it like, you, look you're, you mentioned the start, like playing Bally Bay Paul Finley just seeing all these legends you said Desi yeah. Dolan I didn't know Desi Dolan was playing I didn't know he was still playing yeah. Brian
2: Carroll just these boys who've just been spanning the decades we can't keep saying this that this is an untapped resource yeah. and we've tried to contact their sport. we don't know why they're not showing it again on a Sunday Now, I have to say RTE Radio 1 is really good for getting uh, uh, results in around the grounds Mm. and stuff like that. They're good. But there's so... If you had the budget... I'd send somebody to all 32 counties and I'd have reports coming in fast about what's happening in these matches and like especially with stories like you know the Brian Carroll one now that was on telly but Conor McDonald, Killy goal gold in the last minute for Conor McCann yeah. do you know what I mean that's drama there that you can just bring, to, bring yeah. to everyone have all the games start at the same time and just run through the counties they, it's a huge huge it's a gold mine for some broadcaster to come in and take up all these rights and actually pump money into it and I'm telling you when that All-Ireland final finishes in August or July which is the optimal one nobody's going to be pissed off if we've got something if you promote this and actually give it the coverage it deserves why would you be pissed off you've got Sunday with all these little stories happening all over the country and all this drama He's there you go <laughs> I can't keep saying it enough you would just be watching brawls every weekend though, but it's <laughs> <up in Ulster. laughs> well that's true yeah just all kicking off up here and <laughs> down <laughs> right we'll be back with Ryan at wire <laughs>
1: It's tough. It, 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 to you, it's There's no point in uh, and papering over like that. Like that it, is, it is extremely tough. I wanted to but again, it's not about me or Morris or anyone. else It's about Watford. We waited so long. I know I seen one of your tweets yesterday. Said six years lost <laughs> a leash, man. But it's a long six years for us there, and we're happy to I
0: remember after the Manchester final, i was uh, through the morning. And my nephew was out in the lawn, and he was baking freeze with his socks pulled up, pretending to T. J. Reid, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he fairly brought me back down to, to earth that day, anyway.
2: All right, delighted to say Ryan Dewar joins us on the line now after Kilmercog Croaks knocked out the two-time All-Ireland Club hurling champions Kula yesterday Ryan, congratulations firstly
1: Thanks very much thanks it was a a, a nice victory to get but uh, you know at the end of the day there's nothing won yet it's the semi-final that we won but uh, it's always nice to take down the champions I suppose
2: yeah because that's the thing it's it's often hard getting fellas on after a semi-final because it's such a, a big win and so much emotion after it but like it really counts for nothing un, until unless you win it win it out
1: yeah like that. that's it like you know if at the end of the day if we don't win the final we're, we're, we're basically doing belly voting a massive favour by yeah. knocking out Kula yeah. um, but uh, no I, th- I think look we're the right man in charge in Anthony Daly um, and I certainly think that if there's one man that will, will focus us for the the final like the, the look he said it in the dressing room yesterday there's nothing more yet um, and we just, we just focus on the final you yeah. know you're only as good as your next game I suppose
2: well that's the thing and come here, talk to us about the match because like I mean when the third goal went in you were 10 points up um, you know it was backs to the wall stuff. Then towards the end, as cooler were coming back at you, do you think it was slipping away, or were you kind of uh, thinking the clock was going to run out in them?
1: Well, look, I suppose it had it had the match had everything, and every and playing the match, you, you felt every emotion. Um, like we we went one one to, to no score up um, when Oshinorov got the goal, um, and you're kind of thinking, all right, is what, what's happening here? The, the, you you were nearly waiting for for the, the backlash. Yeah. Um. And when it did come, it came fierce. Uh. Like I think, just, I can't remember now. I think we we were we were nine points up when we were about I'd say about yes, maybe nine minutes to go, and then they just they ran the back in. Um. Like they they went down like like true champions. Yeah. Um. They they went down fighting. They got bet, and you know even though they got bet, they can hold their ha- heads up high because you know they 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 grounded it out, and you know that that's why they are all-in all champions. That's why they've won it twice, and there's not many teams that can win it two times in a row.
2: Yeah, it must be a strange one seeing win an All-Ireland uh, champion well, uh, maybe not for you but for me I wouldn't see Kilmacud Croaks as All-Ireland club hurling contenders but like, I mean you get very close to them in county finals then they go on to win the All-Ireland you know, it must obviously show you how close you, you are to, to you know, potentially making a yeah. breakthrough. Yeah, like the,
1: the last couple of years especially two years ago um, when the better in the county final um, and you even ask any of the Cooler lads they say that the, the county final was the hardest game they had got that year Right, um, and that, that, that goes you know it, it's a compliment but at the same time you're nearly kicking yourself and saying what if um, and you know last year I know the their their all club final went to a replay against the Pircic but you know it was a cracking county final again they only battled by two points so you know it's it's been paid for tough, it's been very close all the lads would know each other from being in school together in on or, or uh, Clonkeen or wherever they went to school so there, there there'll be a lot of familiarity there um, and you know it was great seeing them win the last couple of years but uh, you know hopefully hopefully someone from Dublin can, someone else from Dublin can do it whether it's ourselves or Bowdoin remains to be seen but uh, we worry about the next match first
2: Yeah exactly Kamir and you mentioned those last two county finals you lost both of them by a goal and Kula got the goals he didn't get goals so was that something you talked about yesterday Um, you know maybe just going for it and maybe having to get goals against them Yeah um, no
1: it it was never mentioned Um, like it was never mentioned at all and you know even even about Cooler, it wasn't really mentioned about Cooler, where they're going to play or what way they're going to play. All the focus had been on us. Right. Um and like we we've I, I even though I've worked with them with Dublin um well, worked with Stelo and Richie with Dublin. Um they, they still they they reinvent themselves every year. Um and reinvent themselves the whole time because so you know, it was I suppose maybe because it was club, they had a different approach or whatever, but um, yeah, the the focus was just on, it was was on us and how we play, what we do, Um, and I think it kept us focused.
2: Well, that's it because that. Well, that that's the thing. And I was reading the match report and I saw the highlights on YouTube. There, it's great to have those highlights up straight away on a Monday morning. Uh, the Dublin County Board have them up there, but like we, all, everybody knows, cooler play a two-man full forward line. So I suppose the the temptation is there to put back a man in front of him. But she didn't do that. She went man to man and went for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that it, I suppose it comes from Anthony Daly's philosophy. You know, it's fifteen against fifteen and. I will use his words now, you, you man up yeah. um, and you and you, you you basically you challenge them. Um like a lot of teams against Kula try to try to say, all right, well their 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 game plan is this, they play a sweep or you know, we'll drop a man back, especially the 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 man they drop will we'll use that man to sit in front of Conor Callaghan Yeah. Um but we said no. Do you know, we, we I suppose we have a lot of trust in in our own players and we've trust in what we have. Um, and you know having that belief in everyone that you play with it it, it adds to it adds to the the whole philosophy and ethos of the team
2: Well I think that is an important thing the man up thing because if every man has a man you're responsible for someone whereas sometimes it can get so technical there's lads being pawned off to each other and it's not my man you know this kind of thing so like it's breaking it I
1: I think what has been portrayed this year is personal responsibility Right. Um, whether that's whether that's in the gym whether it's at training whether it is getting your own recovery you know so <laughs> the older lads need more recovery than the younger lads but uh, it's all personal responsibility and getting yourself right for the game um, and I think uh, that, uh, even though there's a, a lot of piss taken among the team we, we have a lot of trust in each other um, that we, we will prepare in the right way and we will get things well hopefully get things right for, for the day of the game. Um and you know, it showed there yesterday, like manning up, going man for man, um pushing up on them for poke out. Um it it it, it showed that we, we we trust the players that we have. Yeah.
2: You mentioned Anthony Daly reinvents himself I was going to ask you about how his approach changes to club hurling but if he keeps if he keeps changing it year on year like I mean it, the basics of his management are the same I'd imagine that you had at intercounty level how would he have changed for, for the club level?
1: Well no I, I suppose not change like his philosophy is the same um, that you, you man up your, your own responsibility but um, I, I think the difference between club level and intercounty level is he seems a lot more relaxed, right? And um, that's what I mean by a different approach, a different philosophy. That he just seems very relaxed. Maybe that's just the group he's involved with. Maybe it's the, the maybe there's, there's less pressure involved, and uh, maybe you're not being scrutinised on every uh, discussion board on the on the internet or whatever. But uh, I, I definitely think there's a he has a more relaxed feeling with us, and I think that that rubs off in the players. Um, where the lads they, they just feel a bit of freedom and you know like you look from when you were playing when you were tense when you were kind of anxious about a game your muscles tense up and that's when you make mistakes um, but I think if if you see the manager and the manager is is is, is relaxed it kind of it kind of instills a a bit of belief in you yeah. and that you can do if there's, there's no panic there's no worry about it
2: I'm sure his uh, before match and half time speeches are still as intense as ever though like I mean one thing I would love to experience and that is an Anthony Daly pre-match uh, speech
1: well look I, I, I've I, said it through the years mean, um, probably killing me for saying it but I said it <laughs> I said it five, six years ago and I'm still saying it now I, I don't know how intelligent he was in secondary school but I will say one thing he's a poet he puts he he's he's such a man to give a speech he's such an orator like he he he's a poet yeah. in in everything he says he really is a poet and we throw it in the dog word now and again but you know you, you need that as well but he he really is a poet and like and i i've said this as well you might never go training you might never train but if you show up for a county final or, or an all ireland final you will be all guns blazing because he will he will just instill that in you that and he'll give you the belief that you can do it. No matter what you can do it. Um, and no matter who you're facing, he'll be- he'll make you believe that you can do it.
2: Yeah, she, you only need to see his his captain's winning speeches uh, for the Munster and the All Irelands to know that there's something kind of special about the way he thinks. That it's, it was just they just have ne- I've never seen anything like that. Would make the hair stand on the back of your neck, and you're not even from Clare look, <laughs> looking at this fella.
1: Yeah, and like do you know, that, uh, some speeches you know you, you say sometimes that. Lads are saying stuff for the sake of it, or there's, there's you know, the, the the usual lines. He doesn't, and you can see the fire in his eyes. That he's he's so passionate about it. And he, he look, he says himself, Killing the code isn't his club, but he feels so part of it." Do you know? Right. Um, and you know, it, it it really it really is something that if everyone can buy into. Do you know, it's, it's, he's really leading from the top down. You
2: yeah, know? yeah. I'm sure the young fellas, like you, you've experienced his management before. But I'm sure the young fellas in Kilmacud you know, it's like having a celebrity over. there t- you know what I mean? A celebrity that knows his hurling. Yeah, I'd yeah. say he's a huge impact on well, them.
1: Yeah, so like when he when he won all Ireland, even when he finished up playing, the you Lads of Winding Barn when he finished up playing? Right. Uh, that are now hurling senior. So, like, yeah, I suppose look, they, they see him on the Sunday game. They, they saw him being manager of Dublin. So, yeah, and, and he has that aura about him. He walks into a room and he, he commands attention without even saying that, and he'll, he'll draw that attention. Um, but, like, I, I know I'm, I'm speaking a lot about him now, and it's uh, I, I, I where I'm, 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 I'm trying to build him up for the dope <laughs> job or something. But, uh, <laughs> like, a, a lot of the work was done uh, under Ollie Baker as well. Like, Ollie, but we'd Ollie Baker for the last his last three or four years and he did a lot of work there as well um, and you know I suppose a, a, a fresh vice we won we one county under Ollie but I suppose a fresh vice with Dela is just after I suppose reinventing it again
2: yeah. yeah, and how's how, how? What kind of prestige is the hurling given in Code now, Ryan? Because we like it's obviously a very prestigious uh, footballing club. Like, is it is it given a fifty-fifty kind of parity, or are you kind of fighting against the footballers getting the more? No, you know? no. Um,
1: she's like I, I was getting text. I, I friend of mine Pat Burke. He's he on the football, and he he texted me there on. Uh, Saturday evening, wishing you best of luck in the best looking match tomorrow. Do you know, so there's, there's there uh, between the players there's a lot of camaraderies, a lot of piss taking, I suppose. But um, yeah, like it's it's actually it, it's such a big club. Um, but whether it's hurling or football, everyone gets the same treatment. There's no there's no one there saying oh he shouldn't get this because he's hurling or he shouldn't get this because he's a football or anything like that. There's none of that. There's none yeah. of that that I can see anyway. Um, I'm fairly exposed to it at this stage but, uh, but it, it, like the, there's very few playing both um, you've Ross O'Carroll playing both um, Barry O'Rourke playing both but after that uh, because of the commitment levels and the time the time involved and the, the pressures involved it, it's very hard to play both now yeah. like if you go back 10-15 years ago playing club level back then you you could play both now it's, it's like the, the trend I was doing 10 years ago at inter county you're doing that at club level now you're doing more
2: yeah club no level that's cra- now, it's it's so crazy especially they, in du- especially in dublin the the preparation at club level is is out of control really like it's it is like inter county was uh, 10 years ago before before 2010 2011 there's definitely is there yeah, any t-
1: i i suppose the, i suppose the thing about it is um all the lads are based in dublin like you, you look at any any club team in the country there's there's going to be lads based in dublin so that the, the as a as a group a group as a whole they only have a certain amount of time together, whereas in Dublin like we'll take for example everyone is located maybe ten fifteen minutes so it's a lot easier to get lads together. Yeah, it's a lot easier if there's a collective gym session or if there's a a recovery session. Oh, no, it's a lot easier to get lads together. So I know you're saying it, it, it's very professional in Dublin. It's lovely. I I wouldn't. Say that like there's, there's, it's definitely disrespecting clubs down the country, and um, because clubs down the country are very professional as well. But I just think it there's, there's a lot less travelling involved with teams in Dublin. Yeah, and um, that they, they can give that extra time to it.
2: Maybe that, maybe that's it. Come here, is there talk Rory or Carol's back? Did I did I read that recently? Or is he coming um, back?
1: Rory, no, he he was back for a wedding.
2: Oh, okay, that's um, all.
1: Exactly, He'd gone back out. Um, he went out there. I think it was last last Tuesday or Wednesday he flew back out, but he he was back for a wedding. I, I heard the stories myself that he was going back playing football or whatever, but look, paper never refused an ink.
2: No, when well he he's, paper never refused an ink. He's Jewel so. he's Jewel as well though, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. played uh hurling football yeah. um for Crooks. And he he he's great hurler as well. He's just one of these lads that uh, was just he was just an athlete, just phenomenal attitude. Like it was his attitude that got got him where he he, he got um and he, he could have he lined out for the hurlers just as easy as the footballer yeah. and would sprint
2: in the hurlers so I, w- I was on to a fella that was at the game yesterday I says who plays well I'm looking to talk to someone he says Ryan Underwire was outstanding and then I looked at the, the team sheet this morning and I scanned through the forwards and I said Jesus he, where, where is this lad playing and then I went back to midfield and there was no sign of you as well and I said did he even play so I located you in the half back line and this is the first time <laughs> I've seen you in the half back line is this a new thing the daily converter or, or is this it's a kill a thing. Well, no,
1: I'll, I'll tell you before I came to Dublin um, for my club uh, down in Cape Castle I played centre back Right. Um, now in saying that I haven't played there in geez, what, eight, nine years I haven't played there um, so they, I was put centre back at the start of this year um, I suppose just to see how I'd go um, and I stayed there since, but I'll tell you it's 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 a lot nicer because when you're in the forwards you come off the pitch and you're broke up <laughs> uh, whereas in the back you can actually walk off the pitch <laughs> you can do uh, the no, breaking I, off <laughs> I, I, I was still broke up after yesterday but uh, I can guarantee if I was in the forwards I'd be more broke
2: up right that's, in, that's interesting and did you have a chat with Dalo about it or did he know you played because Dalo would know the club scene very well he probably knew you played there back years ago did he?
1: Um, no, I tell you, uh, probably why I went back there is it is because uh, Ross O'Carroll uh, was there um, last year. And the last couple of years he was centre-back, um, but he was missing at the start of the year. He was injured, he got an operation, um, so he missed uh, the first couple of league games, or sorry, the first couple of championship games. So that's probably why they looked at me as centre-back. Um, but now, I, 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 it's brilliant now because... Ross's wing, I'm centre now. in his other wing. I'd say we're, we're the oldest half back line in the country. <laughs> um, but but it's great because you know I I suppose going back to what I was saying earlier, I like I trust the lads. And um, you know even sweeping in behind, you know I, it's not that I don't want to get there, but I I I I believe that the ball isn't going to go past these lads. So instead of sweeping in behind and, and focusing on the ball. I kind of I I forget about it and I say right well where's my man I'm focusing on my man where he's run, Um so yeah it, it, I suppose it's a the of life factor, and um, I I do disagree with you though saying I played well yes there's a lot of lads that played way better than I did so. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give them the praise rather
2: than me right but, uh, okay well listen no, that's it, it, it,
1: it, it's it's nice to get back there and it's a, it's a least life factor. I I'm enjoying it now
2: yeah no listen it's a really nice change Come here. So, like I was going to say how's retirement treating you but like I mean it's the same as any other year because Dublin finished up when when you retired and uh, now you're into the club so you won't really know what kind of just being a Ye- purity club hurler is like yeah. until next
1: year yeah like loads of people have asked me oh how's retirement How are you, are you enjoying this?" and I'm like no, it's just like the season has ended. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's uh, like every year the season ends. You go back, you, you enjoy a couple of weeks, and you go back to the club, and you focus on that. It's really next, next, I suppose, next month or November, December, January when they go back. Now I never liked going back at that time, um, and you played yourself You know why you don't like going back? At that time. <laughs> it's a hard slog. But uh, it'll be the you know, league next the year league when you start. miss it. Yeah. Yeah, when the league starts, and I see the lads preparing for it. That's, I suppose that's when I'll be like, oh, geez, you know, I feel I miss it now. But look, at the moment I don't miss it. and um, there's nothing to miss at the moment. But you know, I I I, I I'm not trying to say, Oh jeez what will I do next January? Well how will I fill that time? You know, there's just look there's, there's plenty to fill me time with anyway yeah. um,
2: hopefully, hopefully that will be with Kill in a positive way yeah still right into next year hopefully it will be with Kill so you have Ballyboden just to finish up in the final and is there a huge rivalry there um, Ryan obviously you'd be the, the two bigger hurling clubs I know Kula but they, they're they they a pretty new club maybe Bowden and Kilmacud rivalry goes back a bit longer
1: yeah well I, I suppose rivalry yeah but there'll be a lot of respect there um, between the two clubs. Yeah, there would be a rivalry because, like, they had won a couple of counties. I think they they've won five in a row or something. Um, and then we were trying to break on at the time. Um, you know, and there was, I, I suppose, uh, like, you think of how big Dublin is, but the Hurland scene in Dublin, the Hurland community in Dublin, it, it's quite small. And everyone knows everyone. So, yeah, there, there would be rivalry between all clubs up here because everyone knows everyone so well. But, um, look... Yeah, we're playing both in the final. There will be a rivalry there, but it's a final. There's going to be, there's going to be hardly flying. There's a, it's not, it's not every year you get to a final. Um, so both teams, regardless of who's going to be there, both teams will want to win, and both teams won't take any prisoners. You know, they'll, they'll want to win. But like, hey, we can't take things for granted. You know, I suppose that's a. That's a, a kind of trap that some teams fall into. That oh, jeez we we best cooler, we bet all ireland champions. Oh, it's, that that that's our that's our achievement, and then take a die off the ball the next day. As far as we're concerned, it's it's we have to play, um, and it's going to be a massive challenge, and it's going to it's going to require twenty men to absolutely throw their throw their body on the line.
2: Yeah, just after popping into my head here um, I presume Conal Keeney centre forward for Ballyboden so we'll get a Rhino Dwyer versus Conal Keeney uh, showdown that'll be worth the admission fee and you might not walk off the field after that uh, too easily
1: yeah, after that I look I, I, I ran into him once a <laughs> twice and I, I try not to, to show any pain but he has win me a couple of times but look Oh, yeah. It's like everything, and like he's a, he's a fierce competitor. He's, he's a he's not awesome, he's a battler. Like he's yeah. his, his pride is just a, his pride is his biggest is his biggest skill set. I think because he won't let anyone get the better of him because his pride will be hurt. You know, he just he he's a phenomenal attitude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, like I if if it is him that I'm marking, I'll embrace it. I know that no matter what happens on the pitch as soon as we walk off it we'll be shaking hands we'll be cracking jokes we'll be friends again And um, he, he's that type of person um, And there's a few lads there that I could say on the pitch I, I hate the of them, but off the pitch they're, the, they're some of the nicest people you, you could ever meet yeah. um, and he, he'd fall into that category he
2: would he would fall into that category I, I remember him on the football field as well he would definitely be in that category um, come here Ryan thanks very much for taking the call and best of luck in the final
1: thanks very much thanks a million He's a fantastic uh, analyst. I mean,
0: i really heed what he would say in your programme. I think think Tyrone are going to win. I'm going to go with them. As much as I I predicted Dublin to win the All-Ireland at the start of the year, I just think Tyrone are going too well. They're unaffected by the other team. Too well set up. I think they've been preparing for Dublin for two years. They're ready for them. I'm I'm going to go with them.
2: Party Power performance of the weekend and this is club performance of the weekend and it'll come as a surprise to nobody Tony, Tony Kelly scored 1-9 from play so Ballier didn't actually mention that at the start of the game so Cratt-Low, um won their semi-final and Ballier won theirs. so Cratlow Ballier county final Tony Kelly versus Podge Collins and you've got all the Cratloe of Conor McGrath. Cratloe have a good few county lads. And um, we know Ballier very well, who they won the Munster club um, two years ago. So I think Tony Kelly got 111 in the game before this. So the Buff Egan does great updates. Buff even Egan has a huge soft spot for Tony Kelly. So I think he goes to every club match that Tony Kelly um, plays in. So he said on his day, he's d- like d- untouchable. And like I mean I'm not on Snapchat so I'm missing out on this I don't know how to use it and I'm not interested in learning I'm too old for it <laughs> but at the same time uh, a lot of people very appreciative of the Buff uh Updates from these games. He puts his best his best snap sort of on Twitter as
0: well. Like, you know, when he when he knows they're gonna they're gonna fly, he puts it on Twitter does for he? people to see. Yeah, I remember the Rona Maher one went up a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh yeah, he put that up, yeah. Yeah, but um like he does have a big I've seen Tony Kelly a few times on Twitter too. You know I've seen it on Snapchat as well, but um Jesus, he has he's absolutely brilliant. So is he a big following buff on Snapchat? How many followers? Would he I, have? I can't see how many followers he has. I oh, he you c- can't see followers, no? Right? Um, this is all this
2: is all changed since I've been using it. But um, no, I, I'd I be interesting it. to know because he's got a huge fan base. You know for. For his Snapchats Like I mean You see it on Twitter a lot So he must I wouldn't I'd, I'd be interested to know How many followers he has I've sent Buff a DM recently So if Buff is listening Or anybody listening Buff reply back to my DM It's <laughs> playing hard to
0: get with you It's <laughs> playing hard to get But you see like Snapchat Like that that, that age group as well Obviously You can see it in uh, When he's doing his reports His full time reports And he's got all these kids Behind him and stuff It's all probably around 16 year olds 15 year olds Yeah yeah and Probably a lot of them Getting their updates from him as well Hey this is This is the modern and day and listen
2: it's a new It's a new kind of <laughs> thing this media that I'm just not, in, I'm just <laughs> not I've, I've missed the boat I've, I've only recently started using Instagram and I gave up after a week like, although they love a like on Instagram I couldn't believe it like they love a like they love liking your stuff on Instagram right Kieran Hughes is the next uh, nomination he was outstanding right throughout the game scored a really inspirational point in the first half with Drew Wiley and someone else uh, chasing him and getting hands on him and he's just a go-to man for all Beggin's kickouts whenever there was mm-hmm. pressure on he's a go-to man a real warrior and a battler a player that I really like yeah I was just going
0: to say throw Began in there as well I think I've got too much of a soft spot for Began like you know even that decision against Tyrone I was sort of oh you know he's putting the ball in there like, you know I know he's going for the point at the very end but um, yeah it's just like just watching his kicking even before it lands somewhere the way he strikes a ball it's absolutely beautiful and then when you have somebody like Keirn Hughes the way they were combining yesterday it was unreal to watch
2: yeah I'm going to throw Rory Began in too throw Rory Began in there as well that, that was it like I mean Conor McCarthy was, was all right without been anything special. He missed a terribly easy goal chance from it. Do you remember that? we tapped it right into the goalkeeper's yeah. hands, which wasn't an inter county footballer's finish at all. It looked like a, a real scared finish. Niall Kelly then, six points from play from a tie. Uh, big fan of Niall Kelly. Uh, didn't end up making the Kildare team during the year. Uh, I think he got a black card against Derry and then didn't get back on it, which I think is. It's outrageous that Niall Kelly wouldn't be on the Kildare forward line because, like, he's top top class and really good player for a tie. Down through the years and just six points from playing the semi final, they will take that. Yeah, the year before,
0: like Niall Kelly was their, their go to man. He yeah. was the playmaker, everything was going through him. I remember he was really front and centre against Armad. They lost that game at Crow Park, but it was him that was trying to drag them back into it. Yeah. But then he went with Cribbin at centre forward and maybe just wanted a bit more power with Wanted Brofey that at centre forward as yeah, well.
2: And had Brophy on one wing and had the two Cribbins, yeah. so it didn't really have a place for him in the full no. forward line. Then had the two Flins in the full forward line. I'm trying to think who the other corner forward was. Um, not going to think of it here on the spot anyways but Niall Kelly I would have him on it I think it would have been the jeez the, um, I'm not sure who the other corner anyways shouldn't be thinking like this on the spot Kevin Brady for Cool uh, Derry centre half back got man of the match in that game um, played really well Michael Heffernan um, scored nine points for Nina um, two sidelines one free and six from play In, in an o- on and off the the county panel this again a nice example of a fella not quite good enough for Inter-County or maybe didn't have the commitment for Inter-County but is able to score nine points six from play in a semi-final mm-hmm. against Turles Sarsfields. do you know what I mean so that's really the day of the club man at that stage yeah, that's incredible. Ryan Constantine for Kratlow scored one four, so Kratlow won one fourteen to sixteen points. He got one four of that, so like I mean, it's not bad going either. Ryan constadine I don't know much about him, but that's that's uh, that's some pretty good shooting. And finally, the the last nomination is Páirc Mahony so Park Mahoney scored 13 points for Bally Gunner, um in the county final 8 frees 5 from play it's just these fellas like especially in the hurling like you get these lads like uh, Portumna are out of the the Galway Championship but Joe Canning shot the lights yeah. out again Parik Mahoney TJ Reid like they're just mis- Scoring machines Like I mean it just, They don't They don't take a break They yeah. don't take a break Of a game No matter whether it's For club or county They just score I was just going, going to Tony like Kelly
0: It's absolutely ridiculous You're just saying 1-9 He scored 1-5 He scored 13 points I was just going to ask What's the most you've ever Scored in a game Because that is a joke What they're doing, yeah. no, doing no it's outrageous. Really,
2: it's absolutely oh, For me I, like, I wouldn't get more than 4 points 4 or 5 yeah. points from play It would be the most I, I got 1-2 one, one time And I will never Ever forget <laughs> it You know I got 2-4 in America One year Did you? Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> I'm talking like I'm going down Actually three, got oh, I got 3-4 in America One year 3-4 un,
2: Unheard tell of Penalties and freeze? No all from play oh, One only. free One free So 3 3-3 three, three, three from play well, that's pretty good that right? was in my, d- would you believe that was in my first game in New York for Tyrone <laughs> these lads thought they'd got Peter Canavan <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next game then out two from play so <laughs> but that was more like me that was like I was like "Geez, I'm back to my I usual winning ball and popping yeah, yeah yeah but these <laughs> thought they were getting a scoring machine from Leash. little yeah. did they know I, like, I was like what happened that day yeah. I never But I was just yeah this is great fantastic and these they were just but then again first impressions, impressions count because the next day I scored two I think the next day I scored three So I didn't Like continue this on But they still had it In their head That I was this Brilliant player from yeah. the, You know Whereas in Philadelphia the first game I played wasn't great and I ended up scoring 3 from wing back my next game and then scored 1-2 from wing back in the All-Americans but they still had in my head that I wasn't a great player yeah. do you know after the first game not being great so listen the advice put a lot of effort into your first game <laughs> yeah. you can coast from there then yeah exactly you can, you can uh, put the feet up after that I don't think there's any question about who's going to get performance the weekend it has to be Tony Kelly 1-9 from play in a county semi-final like the buff said when he's on his game he's absolutely untouchable a Ferrari of a player and that's on the back of one eleven the game before so I can't see anyone outside of Michael Heffernan really who is coming close probably to challenge in Tony Kelly so congratulations Tony Kelly you are Paddy Power performance of the weekend and we'll send you on those boxers uh, those lucky pants they're not boxers they're lucky pants and <laughs> um, we'll be back on Thursday as usual and Connor will be back in the mix so you'll have, uh, you'll have a third into the studio right we'll talk to you then good luck I'm not finished
0: yet it took me a long time to get here
1: both players have, have spoken with each other, and and uh, um, they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other, and they're, they're both of them are keen to to now focus on getting back their county jerseys. But these fellas will
0: get such a f-ing shit shock next Saturday the evening that we will put them back in their asses for
1: ten years. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.